listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? The Goonies! Oh my god, the Goonies. Retro review. Retro review time and joining us for the Goonies is of course the one and only Andreas here with us. Hey you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Welcome back Andrea, how are you doing? I'm good. Excellent. And uh, and, you know we were just going to record this podcast Mm -hmm. and we're sitting there chatting about it. And Andre was like, I love the Goonies. I do. So we dragged her in here with us. So uh, just to start us off, when was the last time that everybody saw this movie? Because I watched it earlier this year. I saw it pop up on Netflix or wherever, mm-hmm. and I, I watched it again. Have you seen it recently? Yes, I've seen it recently. I saw it either earlier this year or last year, the end okay. of last year. And James, what about you? When was the last time you saw the Goonies? It's probably been a few years, but the Goonies is one of those movies that um, each time I've seen it in the recent, relatively recent past, I never watched the whole thing. You just catch it at certain points, right? And you say, all right, I'm in. I'm watching it from this point forward. And so in my research for this podcast, in the little research I did, <laughs> very little, well-researched podcast, um, I reminded myself that I've seen it so few times from start to finish that there's an entire car chase scene at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, one of the best beginning scenes ever in a film. In ah, it's kind of weak, actually, because no. the guys escape from prison. <laughs> it's full of fucking plot holes and we'll, shit. We'll, we'll, we'll talk That's about this in a moment. Crazy. That's what the whole film is. Stops a whole squadron of cops with like a three-inch high wall of flame. But I have a theory of... That's I, the point of the whole movie. It's all, like, right, it's right, all right, of that right. ridiculous. Anyway, that's the point. I, I've seen right. it so many times in fragmented pieces that I've forgotten like what the true beginning of the movie is. You know, mm-hmm. like So for the longest time, I operated as a little kid thinking that the movie began when they like ride their bikes out of the house. Mm-hmm. And you know? I don't think yeah. that you're alone in that because I think that if you asked most people when they saw it, it would probably be, oh, maybe like 10 years ago or something yeah. I watched or I caught a clip on TV and everyone has that sort of like memory about some part of the movie that they really connected with. But as a whole, re-watching it again, I found it to be quite bad overall. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm starting out right there. I don't think this is a great movie. There are fun portions of it. But overall, I think that it's pretty bad. I don't know. Interesting. But I don't know where to start with this. Uh, does anybody have any great no, memories me, about this I movie or anything? Great mem- I mean, let I'll me ask you a question. Okay. Because you just said you don't like the movie, which is stunning, right? Yes. Um, Shocker. I want to know why. We'll get to it, right? Yes. But is it mostly because of what you said in a podcast a long time ago? You did mention this in a podcast a long time ago. Those ne'er-do-wells. Those ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> is it because you, once again, as an adult, found yourself so dissimilar to the Goonies? In retrospect, you're like, no, I still, I still can't relate to these fucking little pricks. That, that <laughs> makes it slightly harder to watch, of course. Oh, still, when, wow. when you can't relate to <laughs> wow. those people. But the majority of my disdain for it was that, as a film, it is kind of garbage in terms of how it's wow. edited together, the really? pacing, everything is really bad. The, the tone of everything shifts so frequently. It's pretty manic when you watch it. And that was the majority of why I did not enjoy it. But anyway, that's just one person's overall opinion. Andrea, 
What about you? Wait, we're not done yet. Okay. How many times have you seen it? I've probably seen it maybe like three times in my entire life. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So not many. All right. Well, then um, I've seen it way more than that. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. So give us your overall impression. This is what The Goonies means to me. Because I don't have a lot of like ancient history with it or anything i don't have like really strong ties to it there's no one ancient here i don't know what you're trying to say (laughs) i don't have any over 10 year memories of this film uh i definitely have that i distinctly remember the goonies as a vhs tape we had a taped copy i'm sure my parents got it from the tv i don't know and i would and i would watch it i think it might have been taped on with adventures and babysitting oh nice that was awesome exactly and so i think that just explains like the 80s right there yeah and um i've seen it so many times i've seen it so many i feel like it's it's such the um indiana jones temple of doom extravagance and Uh spielberg winding this like pretty much bigger than life tale of kids like who do these amazing things it's like that doesn't make any sense none of this makes sense and that's the point that's what makes it so great it's a specter it is the temple of doom of like kids adventure movies and i've seen it so many times and i actually the most recent time i saw it was in a movie theater at a double feature over in the castro uh with uh peewee's big adventure (laughs) And Which, of course, that <laughs> instantly makes it more fun, right? Yeah, well, yeah. It's just, it's a, it ties together so well. And um, what do I love about the film? Oh, my gosh. It's just it's just the adventure, the quotes, the lines. I think the kids are great, like, acting-wise. They're so just cheesy and... Uh, That's a great word. I don't know. It just represents the 80s, like, kid, childhood in the 80s for me. Yeah, Kyle, I, I need to... I'm going to piggyback on what Andrea just said. Nita. Piggy. Piggy away. <laughs> It's a sound effect. All right, anyway. Um, there you go. I find it amazing because I remember you said you didn't really watch this as a kid because you couldn't relate to the kids and they'd never do wells and all that stuff. And what Andre is saying is right on point. This is this is children's version of the the ultimate epic adventure, the Indiana Jones style. And it was fun as a little kid to like slot yourself into the story and like force your friends and slot them into the roles. Like, oh yeah, I have an older brother and he's a jerk to us mm-hmm. sometimes. And and we have to, like, team up on him to beat him. So, yeah, I have an older brother that's like this. Yeah. And we have a fatso friend. He's the target of all yeah. our ridicule. And we shame uh-huh. him and we all get a good laugh out of it. Or we have, like, the the cute girl that everybody, you know, adores and our annoying, ugly-ass <laughs> fucking punk friend. You know, like, these, they, you poor start Steph. slotting. <laughs> what? I said poor stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, she, I guess, has a little bit of a metamorphosis at the end when when she takes her glasses off and suddenly Corey Feldman's like, you ain't so ugly with your glasses off, whatever. Or, it's the know. worst compliment ever. Yeah, it's backhanded for sure. But as kids, you you slot yourself and all of your friends mm-hmm. into these roles. Like, yeah, you're chunk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? No, I agree. And I made tons of Rube Goldberg machines as a kid because nice. of this movie. Oh, well, one good thing came out of it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think part of the issue that I had with it was that it was so negative focused like the dialogue between all the kids was so like slanted and backhanded and negative all the time and it was wearing me down as an adult i was like come on damn that kid's gonna grow up and like have severe bullying problems and things i don't know i just like you said i didn't really identify with it 
but I can definitely see exactly what you were saying. You know, kids palling around and and enjoying that. It definitely fits that. But I unfortunately have the the spot now where I'm watching it as a a film, and it just didn't stand up in that regard. But at any rate, one of the things that spurred <laughs> why I wanted to talk about this was thanks to Andrea, and I'm going to let you field this because you posted something on Facebook earlier uh, this past weekend that changed my life and the lives of over a million people that watched it on YouTube. <laughs> Please tell us about Go For It, Andrea. Uh, I mean, I'm not a connoisseur of Corey Feldman's <laughs> other oh. career as a musician, but um, Corey Feldman did a performance on the Today Show this week. And yeah, this past weekend this past or week, end of last week. Where he um, sings a song. He has a backup band of women dressed as angels playing guitars are called Corey's Angels. <laughs> and he talks about how he's angels have helped him in his life. And he's also good, did some dance moves. And he also prefaced those dance moves by saying, oh, yeah, it's back in the day when I used to dance with Michael, like as in Michael Jackson. So I'm already like when even when he prefaced the performance, uh-huh. I had all these expectations. Oh, and then I just when can't he, wait to see. And then when he executed, I was like, OK, OK. He also goes to like three costume changes in the during the performance by like removing things and unbuttoning things. It's actually really it's a it's a what incredible you're spectacle. Is that it's, it's not a it's not a joke. It's. It's a legitimate performance. It's a legitimate performance. As legitimate as you can say that by without air quotes coming out of your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Because (laughs) it is an abomination. Oh, well, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Oh, because she's talking about like it's actually pretty decent. No. It's bad. It is horrid. I mean, I support him as an artist, (laughs) like expressing himself, but... Given the fact that he, you know, he prefaces it saying he danced with Michael Jackson and he has all this stuff behind it, and then that's what I got out of it. I was like, really, Corey? Come on. It's like a middle school talent show failure. He's like out of <laughs> breath during the song because he's doing such intense dance moves. I'll have to check it out. So you will have to check it out because <laughs> it has it will become a cultural statement of 2016 and the failures of this year that have come by. But uh, Corey Feldman's once prolific (laughs) early childhood career where he was in this movie along with lots of other fun actors and Mm -hmm. actresses, I think really sums up what this whole movie was, which is absolutely just a product of its time. I don't think you can... I don't think you can take this out of where it was and if you gave it to somebody today who had no context for it at all and you said, watch this, that they could walk away thinking that it was a good movie or get a lot out of it. But that's just my opinion based on it. <laughs> well, what, what you just said about the, the <clears throat> actors, I was surprised by a couple of things when I did my research that uh, the older brother, Brandon, or Brand, as he's called in the movie, is Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah. What the hell? Like, And only because I've uh, started paying attention to actors' names. Thanks, Kyle. And You're welcome. The set, right? <laughs> Do I realize that Josh Brolin is actually a big deal? Mm-hmm. He's a huge star. You nailed his name, too. I don't know how you did You didn't call him Broline or anything? Yeah, I didn't yeah. curse him out or anything like that. some kind of respect for <laughs> him. Some guy, some yes. But yeah, he's a huge star. He is, and he's a, he's a very good actor. I was also surprised when I did my research and I found that the director is Richard Donner. Richard Donner of, of Superman. Superman yeah. fame. Uh-huh. How do you... What, you hence, for- hence the darkness of it. Oh. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's a very moody. Uh, no, film. but the first Superman isn't dark. Superman and Superman two aren't dark. They're well, lightweight. 
there's a lot of things that happen to the first two Superman Superman movies that uh, he actually got fired from yeah, the films because he true. was wanting to make a much darker vision than what ended up being cut out of it. Mm-hmm. If you ever have uh, over two hours to spare and you want to go through a time vault, check out the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2 because yeah. it it's very interesting. But yeah, Richard Donner... The screenplay by Chris Columbus of mm-hmm. Gremlins and uh, mm-hmm. first two Harry Potter movies. He uh, he wrote the screenplay, and then the story was apparently brain spawned by Steven Spielberg. So yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of nostalgia happening there. How about Sean Astin, mm-hmm. uh, Samwise Gamgee, was one of the leads as That's well. Mikey. Rudy, right? Yeah, Rudy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Rudy. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Put that in context for you. Yeah, it's so chubby in who he grew up, man. He's like a skinny little kid like me when I was growing up, and he became a fat so. That was well, just for the role. Of what, Rudy? <laughs> no, no as, for the oh for the Hobbit. Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. As a Hobbit. Gay Hobbit. <laughs> gotcha, Kyle. All right. Oh my anyway, God. inappropriate. Hey, no, he's not. He's got a wife in the movie. It's just the ending of the Lord of the Rings is so. Oh my God. Anyway, we've talked about it. It's this. something. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. Open to interpretation, we'll say. Yeah. Um, okay, so where do we start with this movie? There's a lot. There's, <laughs> we haven't even gotten started we've, yet. We've got over our little overviews of it and everything. Um, I, I don't know. I. It is kind of fun. And there were times where I was getting a little bit swept up in it. But I was held back by a lot of it. But as you were saying, James, there are lots of, as a film... Many problems with it, including just endless plot holes. Yeah. And Andrea, are you are you casting those off aside as the whimsical nature of just moving this adventure along for these kids? I think so. You know, I actually didn't even, I don't notice the plot holes. I just was aware of them because I did some research before this podcast <laughs> that there are plot holes. And then when I was reading, I was like, oh, yeah, huh. Oh, oh I don't want to read anymore. I'm fine. <laughs> It, it works. Everything is perfect. Yeah, it's broken. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny. The kids does such a good job. The truffle shuffle. <laughs> the truffle shuffle. And then when they're doing a Chunk in general as the characters. So, he's great. He's so good. He's great. He's classic. What the hell was that weird deformed dude's name? Sloth. Sloth. Dude, what kind of nightmare fuel is that for children? <laughs> no way. That you didn't like terrify so anybody. Lovable. Really? Yeah. Lucky Woo. Oh my god. So good. Haunting. Sloth love <laughs> chunk. It's so Yeah, good. sloth love to you know, eat chunk. You know, for no. the longest time, if you, you see you don't remember his name, but for the longest time growing up, because they never quite say sloth as far as I'm concerned, or my ear didn't hear it very clearly. I'm pretty sure me and all my brothers and sisters grew up thinking his name was Slaw. Because <laughs> it's always so like, Slaw. It's never said clearly, like, Slaw, come here. It's fucking Sloth. Say the TH <laughs> at the end, you idiots. So yeah, I thought, my whole life I thought his name was Slaw. Like, I think I did too. Yeah, right? Yeah. But his name is Sloth. Which sloth. makes no sense because he ain't a Sloth. He's Cock Diesel, man. <laughs> He's built as all hell. Anyway. Um, Oh I'm glad you. I'm glad you've done some quotes at the oh beginning here, God. like uh, "Hey, you guys," and you just did the Rocky Road, and of course, this baby, Ruth, <laughs> Ruth, baby, uh-huh. because this for a lot of us, and Andrea will agree, Kyle will not. It's like the first <laughs> quotable movie, right? Like as a kid, before it became the whole thing that stupid ass millennials do with Anchorman and old school. Co- I can now quote you in any Will Ferrell movie. I can now quote you. You want to quote mm-hmm. me there? Little kids would run around saying sloth and chunk lines and, and data lines all over the place. Booty traps, you know? Yeah, Goonies 
never say die. Yeah, it was like our first quotable movie. We could quote the shit out of this thing. never say die. Goonies never say die. Hey, man. I don't know. I just, something about it. I don't, I, you know, the one other thing that was interesting watching it was a lot of people have told me, oh, yeah, this was my favorite movie as a kid growing up. And when I watched it, I was like, wow. Yeah, parents and and their kids were way different back then because <laughs> it is, like, written, like, there's some hardcore, like, sex involved in, what? like, the language and everything. Oh, yeah. What? All over the place, especially right near the beginning. I was like, what the hell? Like, everything that they're talking about, there's references to, like, sex acts that they're dropping and stuff. It's just a very, it's, it's, like, nowadays, you couldn't get away with marketing that as, like, a kid's adventure movie. It's just where it lives in its time capsule as well. But it was such a, like, coming-of-age story for, like, everybody. And, like, all, and it's just such a different world now to (laughs) to see it and and look at it through that context as well. Well, See, I'm going to disagree with you, or at least I'm going to present a different viewpoint here. And I wanted to make this point at some point. Point, point. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> I, wanted to make this, I wanted to bring this up at some point in the podcast, and that is Super 8 mm-hmm. by J.J. Abrams, which was clearly another one of his audition tapes to <laughs> see how hard he could suck off Spielberg. And, and more recently, Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, that TV show. I hadn't mm, seen that, though. But anyways, go ahead. But anyway, Super 8. You're saying that Goonies, the Goonies, wouldn't be fit for an audience today based on some, I don't know, sexual innuendo you've picked up that we clearly have no idea exists in the movie. Or violence. Oh, you can never get away with this nowadays. But Super 8 by J.J. Abrams, which was his pathetic attempt at being a Goonies movie, was violent as all hell. Remember Super 8, that Uh alien? And yet that's PG-13, and yet there are really intense jump scares and the monster itself is a huge terrorizing thing that eats people and like gets right in their face and like that is way less appropriate in my opinion for young people than the Goonies the Goonies are Cindy Lauper yes. you know like in a fun little bouncy soundtrack and some you know like and maybe that's a, a sign of the times you know as well when we now are much more desensitized to things like violence in movies and TV and yeah. it's just everywhere and this was more of a time of, uh, I don't know, I guess more of, like, openness and, like, catty, like, comments and, like, the the backhanded compliments and the stereotypes and everything. That was just way more prevalent there <laughs> than true. it is now. That so is true. Yeah. Because, I mean, this, yeah, you could write a whole dissertation on how this film would, like, destroy all of our cultural progress through, like, <laughs> yeah. sexism and everything. The Asian kid is called Data. The fat kid's called Chunk. Right. The, the retards chained up into the cave. Like, mm-hmm. oh, God. His name is Sloth. Yeah. Yikes. Well, yeah. even Andy's character, how she's treated. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the jerk guy, Troy. They were the Fratellis, you know? <laughs> they were oh, Fratellis! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my favorite Mother's Day card to send is a picture of Mama Fratelli. <laughs> so <laughs> like, that, I mean, that might be a sign of my age too and like how I grew up and like how I was raised and everything that I kind of saw that and it like made me a little bit uncomfortable like watching it like I don't know it just didn't sit well with me well then Kyle I, I have to ask if the Goonies which was made in 1985 clearly before 1985, you were damn before you were born yeah right right mm-hmm. all right um then give us oh I know a childhood movie of yours friggin Toy Story yeah so that's more that's more it's your- soft Although I, <laughs> although I, I watched Toy Story again, and I was like, that 
Pixar slips some like innuendos in there and things that they yeah. Okay. There's some sexual reference uh-huh. in there. Bo there Peep sure is are. no angel. Right, she's not. I would have Mr. Lightbeer needs more tape. <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Yeah. You know what? That's that's a line from Toy Story. It's talking about Buzz Lightyear and Woody says something off the cuff like Mr. Lightbeer over there or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, right, yeah, right. no, it's definitely. Uh, it is definitely a different time when the, these films were made. That being said, though, the adventure is so dope. They're following, like, a Spanish treasure map to go mm-hmm. find. Like, I love that aspect of it. And I love that they go on the big grand adventure. I love that they find the boat and he, like, connects to, like, the spirit of, like, the pirate. One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, One-Eyed Willie and everything. Like, like I, I, I wanted to, like, I desired to enjoy it, but I just don't think it it fit my it fit me. There's probably something else out there that's got that that spirit that I can't drum up in my mind now that that mm. I would find enjoyable. But not even the music. You didn't enjoy the music either. I, feel I, like that I don't remember the music very. Oh, it was like yeah. Can you do that again for me? No. <laughs> yeah, like, just think about the music playing when Mikey, when they, yeah, when they discover anything, when mm-hmm. anything happens. There was atmosphere in it that was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're like in the drippy caves. And so, I mean, you want to go and do that when you yeah. see those things on the screen. And But going back to, to looking at it as a film for a minute, and you watched this recently. I don't know if you can, you can track this or whatever, but I, I just saw it as so manic. Like it was just, and maybe as a kid, you know, you can pick up on those like really quick changes and different mindsets really fast but watching it as an adult is just a completely different experience i wish that you would like watch the whole thing recently because i would love to see your take on it as like a a film with the pacing and everything because there's times where it just explodes and like crash the cuts are like so fast that you look at it and you can't even tell what's going on and then they just show up someplace else and you're like okay we'll go with it yeah now we're over here (laughs) that's the way it's going so yeah yeah, I, I guess I could see that point, but I don't know. I, I, I find it interesting, the uh, the endless plot holes, by the way. I want to get back yes. to that. Yes, hit, hit us up I'll, with some I'll, of your favorite endless plot holes. Um, what, what the, the sort of biggest one I have written here is the, uh, the plot hole of that I think other adventure movies suffer from. That is all this cockamamie bullshit to get to, let's say, in this case, the pirate ship, uh-huh. um, where you had to have had the special key from his from his attic that fits onto a set of rocks, and uh-huh. you have to read the map a certain way and go to the house and climb down the attic and escape the bats and da-da-da, all this shit. But at certain points, they pass, like, within feet or inches of a public toilet. <laughs> so, like, so, like... So steps one through ten could have been skipped if you just happen to, like, excavate under that bathroom one day, you know? Uh-huh. Or even the final, like, finding the ship is right behind, like, a crack in a, a seawall, you uh-huh. know? So, I don't know, I, I hate when uh, when an adventure movie where you have to piece together all these complicated uh, bits and clues undermines itself like that. Like, because somebody, like, the Fratellis could have just, or Troy even, could have been like, oh, look. I hear them yelling to me at a wishing well in a fucking public park. You know, like, so if I dropped down at that point, I didn't need the treasure map. I didn't need the special skeleton. I didn't need anything. You know, like, I'm already in the world that they're in. It's right there. Yeah. You know? I have a point to make to that. I remember being a little kid and being like, that's undermining the... <laughs> I remember thinking that, no. like... That's funny because I was just going to ask, is this something that's just designed to be absorbed by, like, children where yes. those types of things don't matter? Yeah. What do you think, Andrea? It's not that it doesn't matter. It's the fact that adults only have one track minds. Like, 
if you think of a child's mentality of an adult, they go do their job, they spend things, they consume, they make things, and that's it. There's all these finer things or adventure things in life that they don't participate in because they're too busy doing the day-to-day. But as a child, you have the creativity to see these things that most adults don't see. And that's like the whole plot line behind any child adventure movie or show. I know, but at one point there's pipes. So somebody went down in there to install ones. They would have seen, like, they they would have seen, oh, look, this cave keeps going. Oh. Or they they dug a well and people threw change into it. No, but it didn't because it wasn't until they messed up the pipes that the wall fell and revealed the next cavern. No, I'm saying you don't. Well, I'm just trying to explain the pipes. pipes. You put pipes in, right? (laughs) Anyway. Did anybody check that wall? Oh, no, it's fine. We can just put the pipe here. It's okay. If you know any construction <laughs> workers, that makes total sense. They're just doing their job. They just do it. They're not paying attention. It's, just, it's the whole adult mindset. All right, all right, all right. In a child movie narrative. That's, that's how it is. Yeah. It's the world <laughs> I live in. I don't know where. <laughs> so you referenced Stranger Things for a moment um, yes. before, and I watched Stranger Things, and that's probably the closest. I mean, it's almost carbon copy the feel of everything. I mean, they went for all the atmosphere of, like, the 80s young kid adventure movies and stuff. And I thought that was amazing. I thought I, I loved it thoroughly from tip to stern. It was creepy as all hell. It was very scary at times, violent at other times as well. So I guess that's kind of where we are in that spectrum again. But what did you think of it? I've mentioned it to James before, mm-hmm. and I think that he would, if this is The Goonies, is a <laughs> type of movie that you like, I think that you would get something out of it. Um, what did you think of it? I love Stranger Things. I agree that you couldn't have had Stranger Things or the appeal of Stranger Things for some people wouldn't be as intense if you didn't have movies like The Goonies and E.T. and whatever movies that it's also based on. Um, But I also feel like Stranger Things is a modern day version of The Goonies. And like you said, The Goonies is dated in a way. And it really can, can exist nowadays simply because people from that time period exist nowadays right. and it'll always live on and be normal to say people like james and i who lived in that time <laughs> yeah. period and were kids in that time period um but someone who lived in a different time period cool, cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's just, it doesn't you're just like what where are the parents why aren't they uh-huh. doing that like it's just different yeah it's a, and and looking at that now i should have made this analysis sooner but uh you know connected some dots ahead of time <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of themes and uh, and things presented in Stranger Things that absolutely just update on exactly what we were talking about. They still have their adventures. They still are whimsically going out in the woods and they could stumble upon a tree at any point in time, you know, that had the magic entrance to it and stuff. But, you know, these were like four kids in their basement playing D&D and then they just go out and ride their bikes. And I was like, oh yeah, that was me. Like, I did that. And it hit me so much harder and they meet their very like androgynous you know friend that's gonna like be around them and they're generally nice dude they still rip on each other of course they still rip on each other and stuff but it's not in the same way it's more in like a i don't know it's more in like a pally way i don't know someone got thrown against the wall if you remember that's true but that was like (laughs) but but that's that was a big but right uh I mean, they weren't just, like, bullying somebody and beating them up. They were, like, in a altercation at that point based on plot devices. But anyway. I don't know. James, I think you might like it. I think, <laughs> you, might, I think you might get oh, something out of it. I, I won't, I'm not going to watch it. 
I, it's like it's like I said to so many people about so many. I'm I'm not in the market for more entertainment. You know, like people constantly tell me, "You would love South Park. You would love what is you this called? Stranger Park. Things. Oh, you gotta watch The Wire, right? Whatever the fuck that show was in Baltimore, right? And I just it's don't a look. Fantastic show. It is a good show. Yeah, I'm not, look, but I'm not in the. I'm not shopping around for, to add new bullshit to my life. Like, my life is already full of enough bullshit. You know, like. And so I don't have time for a miniseries that lasts. How long is Stranger Things, whatever it is? Six episodes. All right. Hour Plus, each. I don't have Netflix. So what the hell? How am I going to do this? Like, You're welcome to borrow my Netflix anytime you want. Oh, FBI's coming after you now. There's the bootlegger. Bring it on. He's the bootlegger. Yeah, there you go. That's, right, that's modern-day bootlegging. Let's get back to the Goonies. I got a question for you. Yes. Both of you. Who is your favorite character? In the Goonies, because mm. if if nothing else, besides the adventure tale, it is a showcase of characters. It's a lineup of characters. There's the silly one, the mature one, the hot one, right. the, the annoying one, the blah, the big mouth blah. So, who is your favorite character and why, Andrea? Oh gosh, put me on the spot first. All right, or Kyle. I can tell you right off the bat, it is not Mouth. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's the worst. Fuck that guy. <laughs> or Corey Feldman forever. <laughs> Fucking Corey Feldman. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I most identified with Mikey, you know, obviously. Um, that was, I, I like that he, you know, cared about the situation and his town and the community and everything enough to like, he's the one that's always pushing them forward, you know? Yeah. And then there's points at which they need to like re-inspire him and everything. But I think that his his journey from point A to uh, point B at the end is the most heroic, I guess, and most most righteous. Uh, so I kind of that kind of spoke to me mm, most. Good, 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 it's good, our good. time, our time and down yeah, here. Yeah, and his moment with uh, with One Eyed Willie for for how like silly and everything it is is very uh, fantastical and like spiritual. He kind of goes on like this quest for himself and for others and gets like really rewarded like finds some amazing like pirate ship in there and fucking one-eyed willie's chilling (laughs) there and they've got all the i mean that is so dope and like he earns it by like investing in something that's greater than himself and that's like dangerous and challenging and everything so yeah i think mikey's who i identify with most i want to say one thing about what you just said sure most recent time i saw it as an adult that scene with One-Eyed Willie was the actually only time where I was actually pulled out. And, oh, really? And I actually got an adult mindset. I'm like, oh. that child seems very emotionally disturbed. You're talking to that <laughs> dead body like that. Yeah. And he has like this weird emotional connection to it. I'm like, I don't get it. I kind of gave up on <laughs> well, <laughs> puzzling things out at that point. I remember being a kid and watching that scene, and me and my brothers and sisters would just yell at the screen all the time, shut the fuck up and grab shit! <laughs> like, like, because being who I am and... and you know, as kids, me and my... We don't have, like, this introspective... We're inner-city right. kids. We don't have this, like, I'm going to sit on a rock and reflect on my life. We're, like, tough kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So the first thing we think of is, grab that shit and get the hell out of there. Like, what is this monologue and, garbage? Get the fuck out of there. They're on your ass. That's you know, what like, they set you up for, too. I mean, like, every other character and all the kids in that would have totally just done that if yeah. it, like, wasn't for him doing No, but that. no, no, no. But the thing is, even his friends and his brother silently observe him doing this whole monologue with one-eyed willie mm-hmm. I, I, I but if I, he wasn't there you know they probably would have been like 
Sweet. You know, their their characters were kind of set up like that. I I guess like the group mentality and the like progression of the story was exactly what you said. Everybody's just being like, "Oh yeah, sweet, yeah, our secret passage, cool, let's go." Like my uh, yeah, my older brother, if he saw me down, like, "What the hell are you saying? Shut the fuck up! Grab, some, fill your pockets, let's get out of here." Like, That's hilarious. Anyway, um, all right, you're Mikey. Who's your favorite character? It's gotta be Troy. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's Chunk. Chunk? Chunks. My favorite yeah. character is Chunk because he, I think he's the funniest. Oh, yeah. And I also, I mean, one of my favorite scenes is the interrogation scene. Yes, I was just going to say that. When they're trying to, he like, and first the tomato, and now the meaty fist. And I was like, oh. <laughs> anyway, but, and then they're like, spill everything. <laughs> and the story starts, and he talks about how he got that whole theater to puke and, <laughs> That probably was so the funniest funny. part of the movie, was when oh, he God. just started telling everything about and, his life. And just, like, when he tries to call the police officer, and he's like, no, it's real. And he's like, like the time you told me that my the aliens came and took your sister, mm. your fish, or whatever. Or the time that Michael Jackson was at your front door and asked to use the bathroom. <laughs> I love that kid. And then he saves the day. He also has the biggest heart. He's the one who's like... Sloth, he's the one who emancipates Sloth, not mm-hmm. Mikey, who's the hero, but Chunk. Chunk is the one who takes him with him. Sloth scared the shit out of me. I would have been like, peace out, dude. I know, that's how You're big on his your heart own. is. He can see that he's a gentle giant, and they save the day from the Fratellis, and Sloth is the one who gets them through the hole when the cave is co- like falling down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he tells him, like, you're going to come home with me, buddy. And he Aww. has a pizza hut pizza. It's just like, oh, God, it's such a tender moment. And just Chunk's the best. Chunk, what about you? Uh, do I have a favorite? I don't want to rerun it. Um, I like Mouth. I think he's funny. He's yeah. a wise ass. You, know? <laughs> you would like Mouth. Yeah, Mouth is great. Uh, he's kind of a little bit of a coward there at the at certain points in the movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. he wants to take the money out of the wishing well, you know, and that's, yeah, you're a little bit of a slime ball, whatever. <laughs> But he's funny, man. I remember thinking, yeah, I like this kid. He's, he, he, is, he wises off to adults, you know? Like, hey, Mikey, give me a kiss. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Mikey, you got to go bathroom. Oh, like, the quotes are great. Plus, I had a Class cousin named Mikey. Clown. so I, There you go. Um, but another character that I found incredibly intriguing when I was a young kid is the mom. The mother is hmm. a wicked, nasty... That lady's been nothing but a wicked, nasty woman in every movie she's ever been in, hasn't she? You know, that's so interesting. because I Fratelli mom. I, yeah. Oh, okay. the Fratelli yeah. mom. I, I was like, Mikey wait a minute. Mom. No, yeah, I, I was like, I don't remember her at no, all. <laughs> Ma Fratelli, she's really like... Uh, she's the best. Disc- like, really wicked. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else I can, like, identify her from. But... She's a character actor. There must be something. <laughs> To Wikipedia. No, ju- throw Mama from the Train with yeah, Danny DeVito. Oh, she put, like, it's yes. like the same role. Like, give oh me a cup God. of water. Like, all, you know, like, <laughs> yes, you're a absolutely real nasty, right. Vicious looking creature, you know? Throw oh. Mama from the Train earned her an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress. There you go. There you go. Hey, I knew something. You did know something. Give Bravo. All right. I think she's fantastic. Anne Ramsey. No, there's certain scenes in The Goonies where. There's close-ups of her face, and she's like barreling down at the tunnels and the caves, chasing after mm-hmm. the kids. You're like, "Oh, good God!" She has you know, like, like a heavy breathing. Too. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a warthog. She's fantastic. I think she's a fantastic <laughs> character actress. Well, yeah, no, it's, she 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 gets the job done. There are certain parts of the movie. Speaking of uh, plot holes, which we weren't speaking of, but whatever. There are certain parts of the movie where, with Brand, the big athletic older brother, like, "Yo, turn around and fight back," you know? Yeah. 
you got these, you got, all right, you got Mother Fratelli and her two nincompoop sons, right? And yeah, I understand at times they have like a pistol, they're brandishing a pistol, but there are certain times where people like face to face with the bad woman, like, push her off the fucking ship. Boom, right? Like, you know, that that's interesting too because fight back. nowadays when you, so watch, when you watch things that are like this involving kids, it's always so hard to tell how old they're supposed to be because mm-hmm. they always cast like up on these roles where like an older person's like playing a teenager or whatever. Yeah. And I can't really pinpoint how, how old were these kids supposed to be. And then how old was his brother, so like older brother, how old was he supposed to be? I put the older brother as a senior in high school and oh, all, okay. all the other kids is maybe freshman, perhaps eighth grade. Oh, that's really? that's why, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, because Andy the Yeah, he should have definitely did. stuck up for them and like well, that's protected like, them. There's no way my, my older brother is right around that age relative to me and I, there's another brother thrown in there and then it's but uh, we're a bigger family, but still like we would have fought back instantly, uh-huh. like without a doubt. They're just no? suburban kids. They don't know how to oh, fight. We're a bunch of sissies. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> fight back. And if the big. Goonies took place in Brooklyn, oh, those Fratellis would be shit out of luck. Forget it. They been Forget gone. about Forget it. About it. Been, <laughs> well, we, like, do you remember when you were a kid and you would get public service announcements or your school would tell you, like, by the way, like, be careful of adults and strangers out there that may try to kidnap you, like lure you into their van with promises of candies and mm-hmm. bicycles and shit mm-hmm. like that. We had a couple of those warnings happen in my neighborhood, of course. Like, well, not of course. That's a bad thing to say, but it happens, right? <laughs> it happens. And yeah. we, on occasion, would spot like the mysterious van or the suspicious van, and we would like mock the van, you know, like egg it, and we would be like, ah, <laughs> run away. We'd go, ah, you fucking, we know you, ah, like, I don't know. We had nerve. <laughs> That's know, awesome. That? I don't know. We weren't scared of it because we had strength in numbers. No, I would have ran home and cried probably. So. <laughs> Would you be alone, though? Yeah, I have, we're talking oh, about five know. of us running around the street. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You run if in I a was, pack. If I was cruising with five boys, I would, would not be scared. You run in a pack, and you could be fearless. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. The Goonies. Yeah, back on track. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens when you don't have notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, overall... I think what we've kind of established here is that this is a very historical film for for people that grew up with it. I don't know how well it stands up now on its own if you just passed it out to a group of neighborhood kids and were like, <laughs> hey, what do you think of this movie, you know? I don't know how well it would go over, but um, uh, but we got to give it grades because right. we grade things. So let's let's snap a grade on it and give a, a closing thought about the Goonies. <laughs> And you're our guest, so you get to go first. Straight up, I'm gonna give it a B. A solid B. Solid B. I think it. I think it's a fun, character-driven story about yeah. kids, and I have a lot of nostalgia and happy memories wrapped around it. So it's not an A, because I know, I know in my mind that it's not great. But it, there's just there's so much heart there. Chunk. Sloth love chunk. <laughs> chunk. Sloth love chunk. <laughs> I'm gonna agree. I'm giving it a solid B. A solid I almost B. gave it a B plus just now, but you, I'm I'm an interesting psychological animal. By you saying only a B, you knocked me down to a B also. Oh wow! I, I initially originally wrote down your B plus, and I was like, what? Well. What makes you want to give it the B slash B plus? It's everything she just said. The nostalgia factor, the rewatchability. It. We've discussed this in mm-hmm. podcasts before. Like 
the rewatchability factor of a movie is important. That is a, a high mark for this film because mm-hmm. as I I mean, I didn't go into it remembering pretty much anything about the movie besides that it was a, a big adventure. And I watched it, you know, from I turned it on and watched it from tip to stern. And at some point in the future, I may watch it again, you know, <laughs> because there are parts of it that are enjoyable and there's a... Yeah, there's a, a draw to it. And I will note that I listened to the Cindy Lauper song good enough this morning while getting dressed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, see, How timely. To mention that, I, <laughs> I think all the elements, another reason for getting a B and it occupying a, a solid place in our memories is that everything comes together so nicely here. Like, mm-hmm. There's funny characters, but then there's your, your serious little motivated character in Mikey, uh-huh. and then there's your comic relief in Chunk, and your feel-good story in Sloth, and the the uh, a- little anti-corporate message there because they defeat yeah. the developers and mm-hmm. and, and the like bad guys s- lose and they mm-hmm. go to jail. So it's very satisfying. Oh. The soundtrack is great and it's mm-hmm. 80s and there's adventure and the adults are sort of put in their place. They're either bad people or they're just kind of like background noise. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're the ones that get to deal with the fallout of the kids' actions. Like, they'll either not get their way or they'll watch kids be victorious and celebrate along with them. Like, mm-hmm. So it's, ah, everything comes together very nicely. All the elements come together really nicely. And finally... It, I feel like I actually just discussed the movie in the final 30 seconds of this podcast. <laughs> there you go. Instead of all the tangential crap that we've been rambling about. But anyway, it's true. I, I, in, in my analysis of it, it all comes together quite nicely as far as I'm concerned. Every, like, the sound effects, the, the dialogue, it's, you think it's a little too snarky and uh, harsh. But here's but, the thing. And th- our podcast today did take us on a lot of different tangents. Yeah. But I think that's an important thing to note because it is – important that this movie was made for all the reasons that we said um and if i didn't have any context for what is out there now with this movie you know none of this would have been made it's exactly like what you said there needed to be a jumping off point for this type of film and it's it is an incredibly perfect product of when it came out and what it is so i recognize the importance and i recognize the cultural significance of it for sure going for none of probably none of the movies i love would be made things uh i mean fucking stranger things and all these different things none of that would have been made without this and there's still a draw to it there's still an entire revolution around or kind of the um there's a whole genre i mean based off of this like it created this specific genre so so i recognize the importance of that and then that being said i just can't go back and you know, see it in the same way that everybody else does. So I will give it a solid C plus <laughs> because because as a movie, and if I if I sat, I'm sure both of you down with like what makes a good movie, and you know, you had your little rubric in front of you, you'd be like, yeah, nah, it's yeah. not. But it's it is so lovable on so many levels and has spawned so much of that. So solid C plus Thanks, from me. Kyle. You're welcome. <laughs> One of your lowest grades ever for a, <laughs> for a beloved movie, a cultural touchstone, and you fucking give it a C plus. But isn't that what this is all about, James? Aren't we on a quest to That's discover the world of film and, yeah. and how it resonates with different people? Absolutely. It's important that I give things an honest grade every once in a while. Absolutely. And I don't just say, oh, they loved it, so I love it too. <laughs> la la. La la la. And on that note. That brings us to the end here. Mm. I I would love to hear what everybody has to think about the Goonies because I think that this is a well-loved 
classic, I mean, cult phenomenon now at this point. So uh, send us some mail. Let us know what you think about the Goonies. Loud on the set at gmail.com. You can check us out on YouTube, iTunes, anywhere you find podcasts. You'll find us loud on the set with Kyle and James. Andrea, thank you so much for coming on the podcast at the very last minute. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Hey, you guys. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, so send us some mail. Let us know what you think. And uh, without further ado, if you haven't seen the Goonies, I'm going to say it. Go out and watch it. You have to see it if you haven't seen it. Even if you hate it. That's true. Even if you, Yeah, even if you don't. I didn't like I remembered that I might not like it. Yeah. I still watch it. Experience life. And it was opinion. fun. Yeah. Absolutely. So go out and see it if you haven't. If you have, go watch it again and let us know what you think. See you later. Bye. And cut. <laughs>